Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Diamond Vols podcast on GoVols247.com. I am Ben McKee, joined by former Tennessee pitcher Will Heflin. And if you can't hear from the background noise, I am currently in Clemson, South Carolina at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, where Tennessee just completely handled business against Charlotte here on a Friday night. Uh, first off, do want to apologize for the background noise and, and the audio quality. Uh, but this is a, a post-game podcast on the run, so uh, not going to be perfect audio, but hope it isn't too annoying uh, on the other hand as well. But, Will, uh, that that was a, a dominating win for Tennessee. I mean, I, there's no other way to slice that. I, I'll let you start where you want to start because I, I think you can either start with the offense against that lefty or you can also start with Andrew Lindsay, who was just absolutely dominant against his former team. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Let's start with Lindsay. We we texted about it um, early on when we had scored the first few runs. I think, you know, you never want to point to one inning or one pitch and say it's a difference in the game, but him getting out of that first inning jam with the bases loaded, it's it's just a totally different game. I mean, it was it t- totally changes um, the game, and it gave us a little bit of momentum, so it was good to see the offense go give him a two-spot after that. Um, and then I want to give want to give props to myself because I was uh, I was talking about Simo yesterday, and I said, you know what I need from Simo is I need like a a battle baby where he maybe gets down 0-2 and then gets gets back in the count and then goes like a right center double at right center homer. And sure enough, there he was. And then he did it again and hit the homer. So you know, I not to toot my own horn, but um, you know he he was the one who was out there and did it. But it was. It was a great swing and a great A-B, and um, I think it really set the tone for us after Lindsey got out of that jam in the first, and then you talk about settling in. Um, it was masterful. It, it was. And look, I, I told you yesterday, every time Christian Moore comes up to the plate, there's runners on base. I, I don't, I'd love to see how many times he's come up this season with runners on base. I, I swear it's every single time. Uh, because in, in that first inning, it wasn't the only time he came up with runners on base uh, as, as well, and, and that was an impressive at-bat. But, boy, did I love that opposite field home run. And typically, you know a hitter is in a good place when they're going the opposite way and they're not trying to pull off and and pull everything. And, boy, did Christian Moore exemplify that tonight in in both of his hits, the the double in the right center gap and then the the solo home run that was an absolute piss missile. Uh, I mean, it got out of here in in a hurry and about took somebody with it when it landed. I I thought the ball was going to catch that person instead of the person catching the the baseball. But uh, Simo was awesome. I, I want to spend a little more time on, on Lindsey just because that, that was such a, a dominant outing. Uh, he he didn't have much to say post game. 
Um, and he's a quiet guy, but it seemed like he was even more quiet than usual. And I do think it was because of the whole Charlotte storyline, his former school, uh, and just really trying to get in and get out, quite frankly, and just put this behind him. Um, but he he was terrific. I don't know if that first inning uh, command was obviously an, a, a bit of an issue. Umpire didn't really do him any favors either. There was a very tight strike zone, wasn't calling that high strike. Um, but I, I don't know if that was pregame jitters because it's the NCAA tournament or too much adrenaline because you're playing your former school. Uh, a little bit of bad luck, the swinging bunt that loads the bases. But uh, regardless, he settles in uh, and, and looked tremendous. Uh, he he said that when he saw that it was going to be Charlotte, it was just business as usual, just another team to go out there and beat. I, I love that quote, um, but di- didn't really offer much more than that. I'm I'm curious what you saw from him that made him so effective tonight. It, it seemed like the fastball command was was really really good, and and he was just able to dot that fastball, and and th- that seemed to set everything up for him. Yeah, and it it always has a little bit of arm side action, but today. Um, it was really running away from from lefties and and getting in on righties, and he was he was really dotting that arm side fastball, um, and his stuff is just electric. But his uh, his post game interview kind of sounds like he was so locked in from the game. Like it's almost when you when you're in a big in a big game, and you even though you're out there for so long, like he was. He probably almost just blacked out, and like he, he probably he probably doesn't even remember how it went. You know, he was just it felt like a blur to him. But um, no, nah, he he was locked in, and he was on another level. So it was um, it was a good performance, and he um, he set the tone for the regional. And you just you know go enjoy and cheer on your teammates the rest of the weekend, man, because you earned it. He he certainly did. And and looking at the offense, uh, I I kind of thought it was important for. We talked about it yesterday. I thought it was important for Lindsey to go out and, and throw up some zeros early on because I thought it was going to take some time for the offense to settle in. But that whole conversation against <laughs> against lefties that we had and everybody else has been having, I mean, this offense tonight gave the middle finger to it, quite frankly. I mean, they, they were ready from the jump. Uh, even those first couple of at-bats, I mean, Maui walks uh, to lead off the inning, uh, a terrific at-bat. Granted, it was on four pitches. Maybe that's more on the pitcher than Maui doing something uh, special, but still great patience for Maui and, and not just going up there hacking, uh, gets on base. Uh, and, and then I want to say Hunter ha- had a pretty nice at bat in that two hole. Um, but a- after that, it was the middle of Tennessee's lineup. I-, I-, I don't know who I was most impressed with. I mean, Griffin Merritt hits one off of the top of the stadium that says Trackman says it went 411, but that thing would have kept going and, and been 450. I mean, absolutely pissed on the ball. Jared Dickey had three hits, and then we talked about Christian Moore. The middle of the lineup was absolutely critical. They were. I mean, they they just constant pressure. I mean, I don't think Jared Dickey missed the barrel of the baseball bat the whole night. Um, so it, it's good to have him locked in like that. Um, you know, you said it kind of yesterday. The team goes as Simo and, and Dickey go. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of how you draw it up. But let's uh, let's talk about tomorrow, man, because we got a big one on our hands and it's uh, it's going to be fun. What do you? Uh, what are your early thoughts on it? Well, I, I think if you're Tennessee, you have to love love your chances. I mean, Chase Dolander is going to be on the mound. Uh, Tennessee uh, confirmed that. Tony Vitello confirmed that after the game that Dolander was in fact going to start. Uh, and I mean, how, how could you not feel good about a top ten pick here in a, a month or so being 
the guy that's pitching uh, against the Clemson team that got off to a little bit of a slow start in their game against Lipscomb, uh, but got it going late uh, and really was impressive late, go on to win 12 to five. But I mean, how could you not feel good about uh, Chase Dolander on, on the mound, especially given how he looked in, in his last start? The, the question for me is what well, we've seen Tennessee's offense do this, Will. It's, it's the matter of can they be consistent? Uh, or are they going to be able to find consistency? I, I have not seen who Clemson is throwing, if if they have even announced. Um, but I mean, I think I, it'll be. I think it'll be their best hitter. It's Grice. He's the their, he's guy. their that, arm. Yeah. Yep. And, and he's a power throwing lefty, if I'm not mistaken, and makes me think of Jack Caglione. I mean, he's not Jack Caglione, but he's pretty dang good, uh, and he is a two way player that throws hard from the left side. So uh, Jack struggled against Tennessee. Uh, so I, I think that that it's good that Tennessee's kind of seen that before if, if it is, in fact, a two-way guy. Uh, but again, they, they need to find consistency at the plate. So I'm kind of in wait and see mode with the offense. But how could you not feel good about Chase Dolander being on the mound? Yeah, I think, you know, we could – both teams were offensive today, but I could also see it being a little bit lower scoring tomorrow. Um, what I saw from Clemson today was just constant pressure on Lipscomb and the, the lefty that Lipscomb threw at him today was pretty dang good. Um, and they just stayed on him and he just never got a break. I mean, and that's kind of what they do. Um, so, but Dolly has a tendency to kind of quiet really good teams. Um, if he can kind of settle in, maybe something like what happened to Lindsay today happens tomorrow where he, uh, where he works out of some, some jams early and then, you know, really settles in and that's kind of been his MO anyway. So, you know, if he can, if he can keep us in the game early, um, then I like him to get deep into it and uh, give us a really good shot to win. Um, but it's going to be a good environment. And I think one of the benefits to a regional in regards to what you're saying about the consistency offensively is we're facing a totally different team. So it'll be a totally new look. It's almost like it's a, uh, it's not even the same, you know what I mean? Because when you're in a series, you may have one good game. You don't necessarily see that team's best arms. But when you're in a tournament environment, it's just so much different. Um, so maybe that works in our favor tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, and the other thing that I'm kind of interested in seeing as well, just the, the, sticking with the theme of consistency and something that needs to be brought up from tonight's game, Tennessee played flawless fundamental baseball. No mistakes in the field. No mistakes on the bases. Offensively, a lot of really competitive, good at bats. And then obviously the pitching staff did its job. Uh, they, they Again, they've shown flashes of that throughout the season. But can they build on that? Can they string together several games in a row? And, and look, they've swept teams this year and won 15 out of the last 20. So it, it's in them. But can they go do it? The crowd was a little light tonight. It was Tennessee heavy but it's not going to be the crowd that it will be tomorrow night. That is all Clemson fans. So I'm interested to see how they handle that environment. Yeah. What is that? 18 straight for Clemson? I believe so. Something along those Ooh. lines. It's a lot of games, Ben. It's a lot of games in a row to not have the breaks go the other way, not have a dud, not run into a Chase Dolander. 18 straight. That's a long streak. <laughs> that, that is a long streak. I, and here's the other thing as well. 
in terms of looking ahead to the weekend, you avoid the loser's bracket and you specifically avoid the the long route of the loser's bracket. I guess technically if you lose to Clemson, you'll end up in the loser's bracket and play the winner of Lipscomb and Charlotte uh, on Sunday. But not only did you avoid that and you're going to play at least one or two less games, uh, but you barely used the bullpen tonight. You didn't touch Halverson. You didn't touch Burns. You didn't touch Sewell. Um, I mean, you, you're in a good spot. You didn't use AJ Russell. I mean, you're you're in a really good spot uh, to to come in and and your bullpen is fresh. You you've got Chase Dolander going, and that should set you up the rest of the weekend. That that's exactly how this team has drawn up from a a roster construction standpoint. Let let the the starters carry the weight of the load and and then keep that bullpen fresh and, and ready to come in at a moment's notice. Yeah. And we saw Kirby get his pitch in. That was good to see him out there. Um, he got his out and then hit the showers. Um, so good job, Kirby. Nice pitch. Um, we saw Hollis Fanning, who we talked about a little bit last week. He did, he did well. Um, so that was awesome. Yeah. I think he drew it up. You know, that's kind of how you draw it up. If you're, if you're V and Anderson, um, beforehand trying to set up for the weekend because once the uh, once the lights come on and they say play ball you just you just never know um but you know we're able to go to a guy like Xander who is <laughs> more than capable of of getting outs and, and eating innings and we put him in um with a with a really comfortable lead and he just kind of he just kind of does his thing and, and gets us on and so did everybody else so it was it was good to see that um and it just shows how deep we are that we you know, don't have to throw, you know, Lindsay 124 pitches like LSU did with Paul Skeens, you know, like they just have no trust in their bullpen. So they had to ride him out the entire nine against the against the four seed two line. Um, you know, not to throw a jab at LSU, but I guess I'll mix that in there. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to see good to see those guys get in there and then we're set up perfectly tomorrow. I think uh, I think if I'm running the team, then I go Sewell first out and I get it to Burns late, and I think it's as simple as that. Um, depending on how how those pitch count is um, when we get to that, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh range. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. If if Andrew Lindsay is Andrew Lindsay and Chase Dolander is Chase Dolander, and you play good fundamental baseball, you're going to walk out of this regional a winner, uh, and and that's no disrespect to Clemson. Uh, it's just that Tennessee is one of the most naturally talented team in the country. That doesn't guarantee you success. Clemson's red hot. It's in their building. It's going to be a tough game tomorrow night, but hard not to feel good if you're a Tennessee fan about Chase Dolander being on the mound, seeing the offense do what it did tonight, uh, not only against a lefty after they looked awful against the lefty in their last outing, but they really did look like a refreshed baseball team. Like this last week, week and a half uh, really benefited them. So, Will, I think it's as simple as let Chase Dolander be Chase Dolander, and and you're probably good to go if that's the case. Yeah, and that's a good point. There was some bounce in their step. Um, but I do also want to point out that, you know, Blake Berg didn't have the night that he was hoping for or I was hoping for for him. Um, but I look for a huge bounce back tomorrow. I think I think that environment um, and the high-level pitching is is something that he can, you know, Almost, almost take pressure off because of everything else going on around him. He may, you know, just think less and get up there and compete. So, um, you know, I'm riding with Blake Burke tomorrow, and I think he he gets a big knock for us at some point. Last thing before we get out of here, you, you've been able to watch some other college baseball action throughout the day. Uh, I've been driving. 
and mm-hmm. watching Tennessee, obviously, and, and working on Tennessee. But anything else around the, the country or in the SEC that stood out to you today? It seems like the SEC's had a pretty good day. They have, and Auburn is uh, 3-3 in the 10th with Penn right now. Um, so that's the, the main one of note. Florida, kind of a sleepy win against uh, Florida A&M. Up three, they won three nothing. Um, this nightcap with A and M and Fullerton, I think I'm going to stay up and watch. And they, uh, you know, that's two really good baseball teams playing their best baseball as of late. So that'll be a good one. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of kind of handled business um, outside of this Auburn opener. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good matchups tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see, interesting to see what happens. But there's, you know, there's been some upsets outside of the outside of the SEC with some. Some teams I was surprised to see lose. Um, so let the madness begin already in June. <laughs> that's that's right. And look, the other thing about that Auburn regional, I know everybody wants Alabama to lose and Florida and Vandy and and the traditional rivals. But hey, that that's the that's the regional that will dictate whether Tennessee hosts a super regional regional or not. So Auburn's on the ropes right now. Uh, but Southern Miss, the team that I thought might go in there and win that regional. They lose earlier in the day, and now all of a sudden that, that Auburn regional lo- looks a little bit different uh, for multiple reasons. A, Southern Miss has to go out of the loser's bracket now, but if, if Auburn loses that game to Penn, I mean, that that is a, a big-time moment and, and one where if you're a Tennessee fan, you really raise your eyebrows at. Yep, because you'll have a three or a four sitting there on Sunday at 2-0 and oh, waiting for you know the winner of Auburn and Southern Miss. Um, but it's it's top ten. Nobody's on one out, and Auburn has brought in their dude um, Cannon out of the pen. So I would venture to guess that they'll pull it out. But I don't know. They were up in the eighth, and Penn hit a, a two run homer to go to take the lead. So um, we'll see what happens. Well, I lied. One last thing: uh, your your former teammate Austin Knight got one tonight. Produced uh, Charlotte's only run. Anything going through your head when you saw that? He did not. My dad texted me when he hit it and said, there's still some ball in that guy. <laughs> uh, you know, if it had to be anybody, I guess, I guess it's, you know, it's okay that it's night. Um, but yeah, it's, you kind of hate to see the shutout, you know, get spoiled, but Austin's a good guy. So um, that's just a, a little nugget to take away from the game. I'm glad we had the game in hand at that point. Yeah, and, and he was real classy uh, following the game as well. I, I asked him kind of what was going through his head, and, and he said that uh, when he saw Tennessee, the first thing that ran through his head wasn't about Tennessee. It was about just another chance to go play postseason baseball. Uh, but he did admit uh, that he, he immediately got text messages from all of his former roommates uh, saying that they wished him well and congratulations, but go balls. And, and I believe those roommates consisted of like Connor Pavoloni, Jake Rucker, Max Ferguson, those guys. I know Ferg and – uh, Austin grew up together in Jacksonville, uh, or I don't, I don't know how long both lived in Jacksonville, but I know both are from Jacksonville and, and were good friends in high school. So uh, that was a they were. moment. So they were, and that's a, that was a great group of dudes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Will, it's it's been a fun day of uh, college baseball, especially for Tennessee fans, and uh, we're going to say goodbye to this one because I've been running around like a madman on this concourse trying to avoid the leaf blower guy that I'm sure everybody can hear in the background. I'm over here sweating bullets because I've been running up and down. I swear I think he's gone, and, and then he reappears as he's getting closer right now. So, uh, again, apologize if the audio isn't super great, but did want to get out a, a quick reaction pod and 
uh, tomorrow night, win or lose, we'll, we'll try to crank one out and, and I'll try to be in a better position to have better audio. So, Will, appreciate you, my friend. Yes, sir. Let's go get him tomorrow. He's Will Heflin. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Diamond Vols podcast from GoVols247.com. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the GoVols247 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.